Welcome to Insider Marketing. I'm Mark Thomas, Head of Growth here at Powered by Search. And each week, we'll be breaking down a SaaS company's marketing, giving ideas about how we would improve the strategy to get more trials, demos, and revenue using demand gen, SEO, and paid media. All right, welcome back. It's been a little while since we did one of these episodes. Dev, how are you doing? How's it been? I'm doing great, and it's great to be back and be doing this with you, man. How are you? I'm good, thanks. You know what? Um, I had a really nice lunch. It's Monday afternoon. The heat wave is broken. I'm feeling pretty great about life, if I'm honest. It's been hotter than the sun in Wales, where I am for the last uh, month or so, or it certainly felt hotter than the sun anyway. So feeling good. And speaking of hot, today we're talking about Chili Piper, uh, who are all about heat. Their whole, their whole marketing uh, brand is uh, heat related. So this feels like a good time to talk about Chili Piper. But if you've never heard of them before, here's a little bit of info that I prepared earlier. Before we dive into the episode, I want to give you some context around Chili Piper. Now, Chili Piper is an enterprise meeting booking tool. They were founded in 2016 in New York. Now, like the majority of the companies that we're going to talk about on Insider Marketing, we don't have conversion or revenue data, so we're going to have to make some inferences. Our bet is that they're doing around 40 million ARR with a marketing team of 20. Now, we're going to share some strategy ideas today for demand gen, SEO, and PPC with Dev Basu. So let's dive in. So Dev, now, hey, you get a lot of meetings booked. What do you use as a meeting booking tool? We are all set up on HubSpot Sales Hub, so we just use their meeting booking tool. And it's a big old problem, right? Me- booking meetings, it's, a, it's almost a joke now still in the age where there are so many options on the market. You know, hey, send me your calendar link. No, I don't want to speak to my secretary or, you know, let's fire off 20 emails back and forth. And yet there's a whole market out there of tools that fix that problem. But what's interesting to me is that this is a super tough industry because they've got big old competitors like Calendly or HubSpot or even Salesforce, which is you know obviously one of the biggest SaaS companies in the world, if not the biggest. And Chili Piper is trying to take on or take over some of that market. How do you see their kind of positioning, Dev? What, is, what are you looking at? I think of them as the company that makes it easy for large teams to be able to not only convert leads, so once someone has a prospect on their website, getting them to the point of booking a meeting, which if you think about the act of booking a meeting is relatively, I would say it's a it's a proven out problem with the way that Calendly or Chili Piper or HubSpot or any of these meeting booking solutions basically work. I think the magic is really what happens after, which is you know, is it the right type of prospects so qualifying that? A lot of sales teams obviously have challenges with getting meetings on a calendar with an unqualified prospect that has no sales intent or who has no sales intent. The second is making sure that the right prospect talks to the right person on the, the SaaS platform side. You know, do you send them to a BDR? Do you send them to an account exec? Do you send them to an industry specialization focused account exec? That's something that I see Chili Piper doing a good job of, which some of the other tools struggle with a little bit or make it more, there's more friction in achieving that. So that's what the distribution element basically looks like. And then there's like the blocking and tackling of, 
you know, sales tends to happen a lot over phone, Zoom or Google Hangouts and email. But if you're trying to book the next call or the next session, often you'll have a link in your email. And this just allows, you know, I think Chili Pepper really allows you to be able to make that process more seamless. As you were mentioning, there's like friction back and forth about this doesn't work or my time zone is going to be I'm in a different time zone and then you have to get multiple people together. So I think when it comes to going from like single player mode to multiplayer mode and also then having some qualifying criteria, that's where they really tend to shine. A hundred percent. And I think it's really smart what they've done there. Now, obviously in many of their prospects minds, and I bet that there are a lot of problem unaware prospects that they deal with. What does that mean? That means that people don't know that they have an issue that Chili Piper can solve. And the issue that Chili Piper does want to solve is that existing calendar booking schedule products, they don't effectively work for enterprise sales teams, right? That's the kind of the, the heart of the issue that Chili Piper wants to solve. Now, I believe that I heard the co-founder of the company, Alina, on Peplar's um, podcast talking about uh, Calendly. And I'm sure that they probably have had way too much of people comparing them to Calendly. And they probably feel that's an unfair comparison when they actually do a different set of things, right? But whether they think it's fair or not, many prospects will be thinking about, okay, Chili Piper is basically a Calendly competitor. So it's a really, really important task here to basically differentiate from Calendly because that's going to be the main competitor that people think about. And also from HubSpot and Salesforce, both of whom have scheduling tools, which let's face it, if you're a sales team, you're probably thinking about using. So it's really, really key for Chili Piper to actually go off and do that, to be able to make the case that, well, you know, those tools are positioned this way, but we do this thing. And I think that Chili Piper knows that because they have an amazing video on their homepage, in their homepage hero. But that video doesn't translate into the actual copy on their page that often, which the copy on the page is like pretty surface level stuff. And ultimately the messaging around your positioning, like if you're going to go and position yourself and work on that, you have to make it come through on your landing pages with clear messaging that's differentiated from other people offering the same thing. Positioning yourself is a clear problem, but they have a strong positioning. What they're not doing is clearly communicating that. Now that comes across around the site as well as a whole. Dev, do you want to talk a little bit about these integrations pages that we've been looking at together? Yeah, I mean, we, we tend to go pretty deep into these sites and start looking through the customer journey. And I mean, if you, before I dive into an integrations page, like one of the things we would, when we have seen about buying in this category is, you know, the, the customers tend to be already using a fairly modern CRM system, like a Salesforce or a HubSpot being the two primary ones. And they're spending most of their time in that particular platform as well. So the integrations need to be, you know, fairly rock solid, even if it's not a, you know, the check signer, who is going to be asking about that, certainly an influencer through the process, maybe a RevOps or marketing operations uh, leader will be asking about integrations. And so we find that if, you know, and, and for the most part, when we're working in, with companies like this, 
they have a mandate to go find larger customers with more legacy tech stacks, essentially. And so, you know, they would love to find companies that aren't purely in B2B tech or SaaS, but they are companies that use technology to be able to increase productivity overall. And obviously they sell B2B. Now, in this case, if I'm using Salesforce and I'm a CRO that has now tasked my CMO and that whole marketing organization with looking for a way to be able to solve the problem of people come to our website and they fill out a demo form, but we don't get, there's a lag between the number of people who fill out the demo form and the number of people who show up in the meeting. So let's say that for every hundred demo form fills, only 25 folks even have a meeting on the calendar. That's a problem to solve. The second is do I, how can I make sure that these meetings go to the right person, you know, depending on target account size, are they a, um, going to an SDR or, a BD, uh, or an account exec, uh, again, a specialized account exec. And so if I don't know who Chili Piper is, what I would be doing from a research process would be searching for something like the word Salesforce, because it's very important to me that I find something that integrates with Salesforce. And then I would add to that Salesforce calendar or scale for Salesforce scheduling integration tool. And then that has a, it's a very use case driven type of search. And, you know, if you look at their page right now for, for Salesforce, which by the way, tends to be one of the most important integrations pages that we work with for a number of our, our clients, it basically says Salesforce prospect schedule and handoff meetings. Um, and the benefit statements are keep Salesforce data up to date in real time, book meetings from anywhere and record every interaction in Salesforce. So they are the right benefit statements for someone who would have gotten to this page. But the way that people would find this page, there's a couple of um, points of friction associated with that. So for example, it's not findable from an organic search perspective. What is findable is Calendly's enterprise page and specifically their Salesforce page. What they've done is gone ahead and said, you know, Salesforce scheduling integration is the keyword that they're trying to optimize for. And they've been able to do that um, and, and actually show up. So it's if you search out for that particular search term, you end up seeing Salesforce's own lightning scheduler tool. And then you have a get app listing. And then right after that, you've got the Calendly page that talks about Calendly plus Salesforce. Chili Piper have built this page out. But what, a, you know, from a discoverability perspective, uh, the pages is simply Chili Piper's Salesforce integration. And so certainly if you were to look for that on Google, you would find it. But again, it assumes this level of awareness that A, you know who Chili Piper is, and then you are further down the buying process to understand how they integrate with Salesforce. So we see this as a missed opportunity with integrations pages fairly often. And it's part of our integrations pages playbook basically as well. I think you know when you're thinking about awareness, it's easy to think, hey, I know that people who are looking at this page are typically, typically solution aware, right? But, but there's a whole bunch of your market who have no idea that there are solutions outside of Salesforce's scheduling tool. And maybe they're actually really unhappy about the way that Salesforce's scheduling tool works. I don't know. I haven't used it. I'm not your ICP. But going for a kind of a, com a lowest common denominator message versus like, okay, so... I'm only going to speak to solution aware and up or across, whichever way you think about it, versus like problem aware and across, you know, it's, it's a big missed opportunity because it's, you know, you're, you're effectively like shaving off a piece of ice from an iceberg, right? There's still a huge amount left under the surface. You maybe don't know anything about Chili Piper yet. 
So that's a big opportunity. What I will say about these uh, integrations pages that I think they've really done well is actually show some use cases on those pages, right? So it's a huge missed opportunity for, for most SaaS companies that I see and that I get to review to actually say, okay, well, we integrate with Salesforce or HubSpot. Okay, what does that mean in reality? Like, what would I do with this tool and how will that change my life in a meaningfully good way? I think they've done a good job of that. And also on their um, their integrations page, the other thing that they've done is that they've given some featured some featured integrations. So they've got one for clear bit there as well, reduce form fields and make it easier to convert. In fact, they haven't even said clear bit on there. They've just put the logo and they've said, okay, right. So so when it's these are these are good things to do. And you know, they've then listed out all of them and given you kind of different ways that you can actually integrate stuff. And they've even shown some pretty nice uh, screenshots through, or illustrations of the product in action throughout those things. So having said that they're, they're missing out on some opportunities, they're also like really hitting some kind of opportunities that other people are missing. So I, th I think it's a sort of, um, it's a kind of a weighted, uh, it's a seesaw of, uh, <laughs> of good and bad with, with Chili Piper. One thing that I did wonder, Dev, was uh, they clearly have and because you, you know this because a they're all over linkedin but b they literally say so in the in the video on their homepage that they believe that the buying the way that people buy today has changed to the extent that people look at review sites and talk to each other in private forums and that's how they make the decision right and so you should you should cater to those people what some people call dark social actually word of mouth but the Chili Piper team seem to have really catered for that and, you know, to the effect that they're not actually doing things like collecting email addresses and stuff like that of people who aren't necessarily ready to buy. What do you think about that approach? It's an, it's an ideology that is relatively in vogue right now. And I think the perspective on this is, I, I think where we would find some bridges to be built in ideology is... Most people who come to most B2B websites most of the time are not ready to buy in that moment. And that there is a protracted, very circuitous journey to going from knowing a brand to liking a brand, to trusting enough to, to go ahead and want to talk to them. And so the questions that really come up is, how are you getting awareness? And so sure, they're doing both organic, they're getting, you know, um, they have a really great SEO from a, from their blog, which they spend a bunch of time on. They do stuff on LinkedIn. They've got LinkedIn ads that are running basically as well. But in the if we're thinking about marketing efficiency overall, not having a way to for prospects to raise their hand and want to learn a little bit more and a way to communicate with them and stay on top of their mind, if the only way that you're doing that is through through advertising overall it leaves sort of an underperforming channel. And, and in general, if you look at most marketing studies, email tends to be an incredibly effective channel. The problem is that most B2B SaaS companies tend to be, well, not very good at it, not very good at activating through email, not very good at creating nurture relationships through email. And then in some ways, the word marketing qualified lead means so many different things to folks on, on LinkedIn who are in the marketing organization. But generally, the use case that seems to be 
The worst one, frankly, is as soon as someone and, and Chili Pepper aren't doing this because they aren't even, you know, they aren't collecting emails um, or providing gated content. But for what I think is, you know, really uh, watered down the efficacy of this is the type of company that as soon as someone becomes a name on an email list, it's routed over to a sales rep to call them immediately when they are simply not ready to buy. That doesn't make the medium or the buying stage bad. It simply means that the behavior that comes from it is not uh, time appropriate, essentially, in the customer journey. And so, you know, I think it's throwing out the baby with the bathwater. And so if we think about all the different ways that people are going to get information about a brand and their efficacy, yes, they're absolutely going to do everything in word of mouth. That's that's as old as time. You can't measure it very well. And so that's just about being a good brand and being a, a brand that is tightly defined in terms of what you do and obviously serving you know, great customers, providing a great service, et cetera. But then beyond that, if you think that there's a narrowing of efficiency around like, how do we be really efficient in organic search? How do we be really efficient from a paid media perspective? And then there's a big emphasis on conversion, which is how do we make our landing pages and our get demo page convert at a higher level, which is the whole thesis that they have that they can, you know, their platform allows um, double the amount of conversion. Then it, it seems almost like um, to to look the other way around the engagement layer and have the market do that work for you leaves an opening, I think, for companies like a HubSpot, for example, that have built their entire business on that marketing qualified layer in terms of creating a lot of content, being able to build good relationships. I mean, they have, I don't know what their stats are, but generally speaking, I think that they they tend to have really focused on creating a large email list that is responsive and actually looks forward to being communicated with. And so if you don't have that because you don't have very pain point specific marketing qualified lead magnets and gated content, then effectively the conversation is happening regardless. You're just not in control of it. And you now need to create lots more points of contact on social channels and in communities and in forums and other groups to be able to achieve that same outcome. So I guess what I'm saying is you could be growing really fast, but it's like operating a, a six cylinder car on four cylinders. And the question that I would ask is like, why not just get the other two cylinders right in terms of how you you go through them um, and work them, as opposed to just saying we don't do it because you know the buying has fundamentally changed. I actually think buying has been relatively the same in many ways. Word of mouth has existed for a long, long time. Organic search has existed for a long time. Paid search and paid social have existed for a long time too. It's just that we are more aware of buyers being vocal about their preferences in buying enterprise software, meaning they want to know what the pricing is. They don't want opaqueness. They will comment on a brand's content when they're you know, talking about it on paid social and so, or, or on just on social in general. And now there's more communities where there's you know, private comparison between opaque pricing, for example, and so on. But I think it's throwing out the baby with the bathwater and there is a room, there's room for getting it done right than to not do it at all. I think that's definitely fair. And the funny thing about it is that, right, those two cylinders that you talked about there, it's not that hard of an investment to make. I mean, you know, it takes work, but relative to, say, consistently being across, you know, 10, 15, potentially communities of people, whether that's kind of classic communities or social communities or whatever it is, 
it's actually easy work and it yields high results, especially in markets where you've got crazy incumbents, like incumbents who can crush you potentially if they if they focus on it, right? And this product itself is actually an abstraction of feature sets that those guys already have. Like think about Salesforce and HubSpot. They both have built-in scheduling tools that to a certain extent do a similar thing. Now, maybe they don't do it in a slicker way or as easy a way, but you can sort of replicate the results that you get with just those tools as native things. Now, those people are investing in huge amounts of both, you know, what people who like dark social call lead generation, which is, you know, it's kind of a misnomer in its own right. You're just, you're just building an audience that you own to a certain extent. And they're able to collect that stuff so that when somebody thinks about, okay, should I be using a scheduling tool? Well, yeah, you can serve them, you can serve them your content and they've got that, they've got that targeting built in to, you know, their own website, uh, which allows them to say, well, look, this person who we already know has looked at a page on calendar scheduling. Why don't we send them an email about calendar scheduling tools of HubSpot or whatever? And so this is what happens, right? It starts out with a really, really good concept, which is let's go to where people are congregating already and share our expertise. Brilliant idea. We do it as a company, but you also have to invest in the low level, but frankly, very valuable activity of capturing demand throughout the buying process. And that I think is a missing piece really here for Chili Piper. If unless we're missing something from from our kind of analysis of of their their activity, of course. Maybe we are, but I don't think so. And while we're talking, by the way, about HubSpot and Salesforce, as those are big competitors, they're incumbents, maybe they're not thought of directly as scheduling tools, because clearly they're bigger that they're kind of a bigger set of tools than that. It is something that they offer to people who are probably already using their tools and maybe considering Chili Piper. It is up to Chili Piper to set the tone and the narrative around why somebody should pay extra to use Chili Piper versus just using what they already own as an organization. And by the way, like if we're talking about enterprise buying, it makes sense to make as much uh, out of the buying process as you can like because at the end of the day if it's if i'm somebody who's an enterprise sales leader and i say to my cfo hey i want to invest in chili piper what am i going to tell the cfo when they say hey but we already have like a scheduling tool that we pay for with hubspot here's the contract why is this different you're just going to send the cfo to the website because the cfo is not going to read the website if you send them to an article that says, here is how HubSpot is missing, is losing you deals or whatever. That's the thing to do. And that's why comparison pages are so uh, important. And the only one that that I can see is the Calendly comparison page. Well, I bet you what, though, I think that they probably do have that content you were talking about, which is a HubSpot versus Chili Piper kind of information battle card. But it's something that's a PDF that's sitting kind of um, behind the wall, if you will, that only prospects see if, if they get emailed uh, a link to it or emailed the file. And I think our thesis on this is if you take that exact content and make it publicly visible, 
for every one CFO that's asking that question, there are 20 to 25 who are thinking about, what if I could just get access to this through Google? Because I want to be you know, empowered and have agency in the buying process. That actually is, I don't think our message is any different. It's just saying, like, if you care about giving people a buying agency and making it more customer-centric in the awareness layer, and you also do the same at the conversion layer, which is the, the point at which you get the demo, why not do it in between, uh, essentially, as well? And especially if the process is working quite well from the point at which you get a demo onwards, including like the FAQs, the questions, the comparisons, all of that type of stuff, just make it more public and you'll end up seeing um, even higher throughput from what is already working well. Yeah. We're about to wrap up here, but I just wanted to give a shout out to their LinkedIn creative as well. They're actually running a heap of great creative on LinkedIn. Creative, I mean, their ads that they're running from their page. They're also obviously investing a huge amount in that kind of organic social stuff, right, on, on LinkedIn. But their creative targets, first of all, a whole bunch of stages of awareness on a platform where a lot of their customers will be spending their time, which probably is why they invest so heavily in the organic social anyway. But what I really love about, about Chili Piper's LinkedIn ads is that they're doing stuff like running audiogram videos of customer calls. And it's so intriguing. I watched a bunch of these ads earlier uh, just because I was like, oh, I want to find out what that customer was talking about. And there's like a delayed drop. That's a classic kind of a classic copywriting technique, like the delay, the drop, make intrigue, intrigue someone to stay around. But also it gives them, it gives them with LinkedIn's ad targeting settings, much better audiences. Because if people stick around to find that stuff out, you can target based on video completion and it's 50%, 75%, and I think 97% video completion rates as well. So you can begin to segment your retargeting audiences based on who was intrigued by that ad so that you can build better audiences overall. I think they've done a great job with that LinkedIn ad creative, as with a bunch of stuff on their marketing and demand gen overall, right? But to kind of like summarize there, the opportunities are really be clearer about how you differ from HubSpot and Salesforce in a prospect's mind. Be clearer about the positioning and, and how that generally impacts the, the actual life of, an, uh, of a sales exec or a, a sales leader in one of these organizations that you're marketing to. And then also make the most of really low-hanging fruit opportunities. So we identified SEO on integrations pages being a pretty low-hanging fruit uh, for converting problem-aware people uh, into solution-aware or product-aware people. And then also, even if you think that it won't work, uh, building some kind of way to build awareness over time by capturing email and nurturing people. It works. We had a client who just messaged last week to tell me that one of the emails in one of the sequences that we wrote from them sent them 60 demos in like the past week or two, which is wild. It's a new email. It speaks to a problem. It converts people. They wouldn't have had that if they didn't have the email addresses. So, and it's free, right? You know, make the most of it. Dev, anything else you want to add? Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to uh, their content marketing, Carlos Silva, who was their SEO manager in... 
21 may no 2021 through 2022 wrote a bunch of content uh, at least he's the author on their on their site and they've got something like 240 you know blog posts that are doing really the the bulk of the work in getting traffic to their site so you know they rank for things like lead distribution software which is a category plus software keyword and that's all the blog that's basically ranking so it really cool to see that their their feature pages their actual solution pages don't rank but they link to those pages from the blog which is good and it's smart and so they're doing a good job with that and they have good coverage sort of with bottom of funnel topics um like you know lead you know lead distribution software all the way up to like case studies and things like that that all kind of live on their blog so well done there all right. Unfortunately, Carlos is now at Samrush. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well done, Samrush, for hiring Carlos, uh, and well done, Chili Piper, for hiring him in the first race, in the first place. Dev, this has been great, and uh, Team Chili Piper. If you want to hear more, or tell us we're wrong, or tell us we're right, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, send me a message on LinkedIn <laughs> or Dev either. All right. Catch you next time, Dev. Awesome. Yeah. See you soon. Ciao. Well, that's it for today. But friend, it doesn't have to end here. Because if you want to do something about your SaaS marketing, you should go to our website. We have heaps of in-depth blog posts, podcasts, and other resources about how to grow your demos, free trials, and signups with Demand Gen SEO or PPC. Now, if you want us to help you with that, you can book a SaaS scale session by clicking on the Work With Us button in the nav bar. Or you can follow me on Twitter at I am Mark Thomas, that's Mark with a C, or follow our founder, Dev Basu, that's D E V B A S U. I'll see you next time for another episode of Insider Marketing.